Well, hey guys, welcome back to the Chapel Springs Church Podcast. We are diving into our Holy Week series here on the podcast by kicking off our first daily devotional with our very own Pastor Josh Wesley. So let's go ahead and dive into day one. Welcome to Holy Week here on the Chapel Springs Podcast. As we embark upon this week, we want you to lean into a spiritual practice of slowing down and being in the moment with the events that lead up to the Last Supper the betrayal and trial of Jesus, Good Friday and the crucifixion, and yes, the resurrection. Here's what you need to know. God is forming us all along the journey. It's not just about the destination. It's about experiencing God's formational process as we take steps along a spiritual pathway of abiding community and mission. So journey with us throughout this Holy Week as we are being spiritually formed by Jesus's life. So today, Let's start off in Mark 14, 1 through 2. Let's read. It was now two days before Passover and the festival of unleavened bread. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law were still looking for an opportunity to capture Jesus secretly and kill him, but not during the Passover celebration. They agreed, or the people may riot. The context of the setting is Jerusalem, a city whose estimated population is about, say, 60,000 to 120,000 people. But during the Passover festival, Jews would travel from far and wide to come to this holy city, adding about eighty-five to 300,000 people to the city, all of them flocking there to commemorate Passover and worship. Imagine being in a, a suburban city and all of a sudden one week, in one week, the number of visitors overrun the locals two to one. That's kind of crazy. Crowding was an issue. The infrastructure of the city was being flooded. Tensions were, were perceivably high. But at last, people came to worship and celebrate the thing that God had done for them back in Exodus 12. In Exodus, we see the exit of God's people out of Egypt. This exit came at the breaking of the Egyptian way of life. God, through Moses, performed miracles and plagues, telling Pharaoh, it's time to let my people go. The last plague was one that was brought considerable amount of death because of Pharaoh's hard heart. The final plague was going to be very, very lethal. A death angel was going to come through and kill every firstborn. Pharaoh's from Pharaoh's house to the slave home, not just human either. Every firstborn cattle as well. Every house, every house, every house except for those that were covered by a special sacrifice. God then instructed the Jews to prepare themselves a male spotless lamb one year of age. They were to prepare a meal with it and with its blood cover the doorpost of their home. When the death angel came through Egypt, it would see the signs of sacrifice on the door and pass over the home. Therefore, we have the pass over. In this way, the people would, a people of that home would be immune to death. This festival was, a, was in memorandum of what God had done for them back then, making it the Passover festival. Moving later, later on in the years, the, this Passover was, was then taken by many in the community as a prophetic promise of the Messiah that was to come and restore order to their earthly kingdom. So in Mark, there's several things that work happening in the background. Here's what's happening. It's an overcrowded, hyper-political, spiritually abusive subculture under Roman rule. If we think about how crazy our world is, we have nothing on what was happening just in Jerusalem that week. We see the religious leaders fighting to keep control, but they too understood what was at stake. Jerusalem was the stinking powder keg that, that they couldn't afford to kick. Jesus is therefore named a terrorist against their way of life. 
Jesus must be dealt with, but he's got to be dealt with discreetly, but terminally. Put all this together, what's really going on in the background? Jesus, knowing that his, his time was coming soon, begins to make his way towards an inevitable death. Not everyone understood it, but Jesus, being obedient to the Father, makes his way into town as the professed Messiah during Passover. See, a subplot of the religious political leaders is this. They can't have the, quote, Messiah show up, garnering more notoriety during Passover. They, they can't have that. But at the same time, they can't touch him either, creating a martyr and kicking the powder keg into a riot. The religious leaders had an obligation to the Roman rulers to keep their kind in check. Their inability to do so would, would change everything about this arrangement. But the imminent threat to Jesus's life didn't stop him from journeying toward the thing that God had called him to do. He was there to be a new kind of Passover. The symbolism of one spotless firstborn lamb being sacrificed to save the future, the future inheritance of a single household for one instance is now being upgraded. Through Jesus, God's plan was at work. He was a sacrifice being prepared as God's only son to save everyone forever. So, so let's read, the, read those two verses again, Mark 14, 1 through 2. Maybe it'll hit a little bit different this time. It was now two days before Passover in the festival of unleavened bread. The leading priest and the teachers of religious law were still looking for an opportunity to capture Jesus secretly and kill him, but not during the Passover celebration. They agreed, or the people may riot. So Jesus embraced the road in front of him. Jesus knew it was going to get rough. The disciples, however, they didn't fully comprehend what was happening. They heard Jesus talk about it, but couldn't really understand it. The enemies of God's will, which happened to be religious leaders of the day, wanted to derail God's plan to preserve their seat of power. But God in his sovereignty overruled every comprehension, every roadblock, so that his will would be completed through Jesus, the perfect spotless lamb. Today, day one of Holy Week, I leave you with this question. Since we are called to follow the way in the way of Jesus, embracing our moment to be changed and to change, how have we walked towards that difficult thing that God has called us to? If we are worried about roadblocks, those are those are reasons for caution, but but we can't empower those reasons to be an excuse for us to turn back. If like the disciples in Jesus's day, we don't fully understand, that's okay, y'all. We don't have to know everything from where we sit, from where we sit right now. We don't have to understand it all to fall in line with the will of God. All we have to do is say yes. So on the first day of Holy Week, the challenge is this. Ask God to reveal to you the path he's called you to walk. Pray for Jesus's strength to be resolute in our unwavering obedience to him. Okay. Just take a moment. I'd like for us, for us to just slow down and I'd like to pray for us as we take time out to, to sit in this moment. Just as, as, just as the church forefathers and mothers did before us. Let's allow Jesus' life to spiritually form us and how to walk in his way. Jesus, I pray for you to form us as we journey through our life together as a community. Show us the road that we are called to. Let us be resolute in our obedience to you. Let us continue to pray, not my will, but yours be done. But also, let us learn to live it out. Thank you, Jesus. 
walk with us this week. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.